Welcome to the Mind Gym. This is the Pain to Power podcast with Dr. Keith Abloh, where you become the strongest individual you can be. We're going to start today's podcast talking about a psychiatric term that some people may have heard, but not necessarily defined according to uh, kind of like the uh, glossary of psychiatry, but depersonalization. And that's not what we're sticking with, by the way. We're not going to just talk about it in psychiatric terms for an individual. But depersonalization is a psychiatric term that means having the sense that you're observing yourself from outside your body or that things around you are not real. Uh, another way to think about it is the feeling of being a detached observer of oneself. So you're not in your own space. You're not in the driver's seat. You don't feel in control. You don't even feel as though you're the one living. It's as though you're watching yourself living. And it is extremely painful because people want to feel very much as though they're in control, that they are in fact walking through their own life experiences, not sleepwalking or watching some movie, right? What does that lead to? If you feel as though you're not in control and that your life is something that you're watching almost as a detached observer would, you can get very depressed. You can become extraordinarily anxious because Truly, this is just a fundamental fact about human beings. We want to feel at home in ourselves. And I was thinking, number one, I was thinking, isn't that really what pain to power is all about? It's about not being thrown by painful events, being thrown out of your own life story, such that you are displaced, but instead remaining anchored in your life story despite adversity even more anchored, more anchored than ever, because you say, yeah, no, that's part of my story too. I'm not going to be set back on my heels or knocked out of the starting box or out of the driver's seat by trouble because trouble visits everybody. But then I started thinking, and I started thinking about this country, and I think that America is lost in a bit of depersonalization. Because I'll tell you, our politics are so polarized. Our boundaries, literally our boundaries, the southern border is so porous. Our elections are so contested and in such doubt that we can feel as if in wholesale fashion, we Americans are being shaken loose of a true sense of national identity. It's not clear, perhaps, to millions of us or hundreds of millions of us what it means anymore to be American, to live inside that reality where a notion of citizenship, of being part of a body politic, if you will, is genuine. I don't know if people can feel that anymore. It's, there's too much strident discord. There's too much in the way of folks saying, well, maybe our character isn't worthy. Maybe our national character isn't even worthy of saying that we feel an affinity with it. I think that it spawned all of this apology 
that started, I don't care which administration it started with, but it did start where, you know, there were grand apology tours and second guessing and recriminations. And so I think they can tilt into a kind of self-reproach that then becomes almost self-hatred. And then, you know, if Americans don't feel bound one to another because we feel like Americans, if we're depersonalized as a country from our patriotism, we don't feel very American. It's a it's an itchy suit of clothes that we want to climb out of. Then we're not going to have that molecular binding or bonding between each other that leads us to value one another instead of dot, 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 literally kind of hating one another. And I fear that American depersonalization, the loss of the notion that we are a country and at home in it, and therefore at home in parts of ourselves as freedom-loving people who value human rights. If we're not that, then we're going to end up with a degree of self-hatred as Americans. And since we're all Americans living in this, on this continent, in this country, we're going to end up hating each other. That means it's not so mysterious why, absent a body politic, absent a feeling of being at home in America and being at one with it, and therefore being like other people who embrace our values, if we're depersonalized from that, then we're going to see more of men versus women, witness me too, young versus old, rich versus poor, black versus white, East Coast versus West Coast, a bunch of infighting because there's no team. If it's every man for himself, every gender for his or herself, every conceivable age, race, sexual orientation, political persuasion for themselves, then we are literally no longer bound together as a nation. We've become depersonalized. And I think there are forces afoot that welcome that and that are fueling that. One way to kill a country is simply to have people no longer very much want to be members, citizens, right? We're looking at America, it seems to me, as though from outside America, too many of us, national identity may no longer exist in the way that it did. And that is a potentially fatal threat to a nation. When you start to be depersonalized, maybe we have to come up with a new name. De-Americanized? Maybe. Maybe that's part of it. And I'm not suggesting, by the way, that you or that I need to walk around, you know, bathed in the flag or, you know, cloaked in a flag and, you know, uh, every step of the way uh, singing the national anthem. But what I'm saying is that when you have people taking a knee, these are their rights. I'm not saying that they don't have the right to do it, but when they are doing it or turning their back on 
a song, the national anthem, which has defined the country in good ways. When you have people doing that on national television who are supposedly esteemed people, big heroes, sports heroes, Olympic athletes, you do damage to the notion of being American. You can create a national depersonalization. And that's, I fear, what is happening. So that citizens of America, millions of them, don't feel particularly American. And they don't even know necessarily what it would mean to feel American. They are arguably now in the majority. And I think that's really dangerous because I think it it threatens the nation, not just with a kind of uh, mm, low-level depression or great anxiety. I think it threatens the life of the nation. It threatens the nation with extinction. People with depersonalization are at risk for suicide. Why is that? Well, if you don't occupy yourself, if you don't feel like you're driving your own life forward, if you're watching yourself as if watching a character in a movie, you might not feel very invested in whether that character lives another day, fights another day, lives another year, uh, has children, has grandchildren. It's very dangerous to not occupy oneself. It's equally dangerous for a nation to not occupy itself psychologically. And you got to start thinking what that could mean. Well, and I've said already, look for signs that The country is, in effect, moving toward entropy and absolutely moving toward, you know, a kind of chaos or moving toward infighting. Because if we're not arrows lined up going in one direction, not without dissent, that's not what I'm saying. Dissent's great. That's American. But if we don't have a kind of, hmm, tied to our affairs that includes an element of patriotism, then those arrows that were more or less headed in one direction, let's say toward increasing freedom, increasing uh, elements of entrepreneurial activity, and increasingly free economy, start moving in every direction, bumping into each other, conflicting, uh, trying to run over each other. And that's why you look at the streets and you're like, well, what's going on here? Violence through the roof? Protests that aren't even necessarily based on fact? They seem to be based more on on rancor, on anger, than on facts, many of them. Why is that? Well, again, folks who are depersonalized are at risk for violence towards self and others. Because you need to be anchored in a sense of character and values and motivation and momentum in order to head for the good things in life, instead of to be lost amidst storms in life and conflict in life that could be avoided and the baser instincts in life like destructive ones. And so you start to think, what, at least I have, what could you do to come back? What will happen in order for America, if America is going to reclaim its identity and no longer be depersonalized, 
What could make that happen? Well, an external threat can do that. Um, I wish it didn't have to be that, but if you had a gigantic external enemy, uh, sometimes that can lead people to say, well, we're more alike than different in what we need and what we fear and what has to happen here. We've got an external enemy. We better band together and re refine who we are, find again who we are, fight back this national fight against it, this national depersonalization, and again become we the people. Isn't that interesting? We the people. In order to be we the people, you can't be depersonalized, can you? No, you can't. Right? So, it could be an external threat. Sure, uh, you know, COVID as a pandemic, you would think it might do that, but it didn't. It seemed to have fractured us even more into camps that believe in masks, others that don't, social distancing or not, immunization or not. Ah, sadly, something even more severe might do it. I'm not wishing, I'm knocking on wood that it doesn't happen. You can hear me knocking on wood. I'm knocking on wood that it doesn't happen. I'm superstitious that way. Um, or spiritual, religious that way. In any case, but bottom line is, I don't, I hope that's not the case, but I suppose uh, a worse external threat like a pandemic, a virus, God forbid, could lead people to say we better band together and re-realize who we are, uh, that it's going to take every bit of ingenuity, every bit of free market forces, every bit of creativity, every one of us with a good mind to work on a cure. That might do it. <clears throat> but really, we'd rather be reminded that we exist without such extraordinary suffering. And what would that look like? Well, we'd have to restudy and re-embrace our ideals because we'd have to predict the threats on the horizon. And they are there. Believe me, they are there. Anytime you have something good, and believe me, our national character is good. We are a good and decent people with a history tending toward the light, not tending toward darkness. So you'd have to predict that there are external threats that are laying in wait for us to take us down. That would mean saying, listen, we better have something like a Manhattan Project to target emerging viruses because they're a threat to America. Yes, they're threatening other countries in the world, but they're a threat to America. And I'll tell you what the world is without America. The world is a darker place. The world doesn't have the same light of freedom in its heart and soul at the center of it. So maybe it's literally focusing on what are we going to do for the emerging threats, viruses on the horizon. It might be looking at countries in this world that are not aligned with freedom and individual human rights and saying, you know what, we better, we better gear up and find more about each other that's alike than different in order to resist that threat and identify it as a threat. Maybe it looks like literally looking at the epidemics of depression and violence that are roiling the country and saying, we've got to turn these around. We absolutely have to, but we need somebody, a storyteller at the helm, to define these things in very clear terms and with the requisite energy 
and empathy and hopefulness and get people motivated to reclaim and describe, well, what does it mean anyhow? What was this national identity from which we are now becoming depersonalized? Or so many of us are. Someone has to enunciate that, has to be gripping, has to be bigger than the internet. It has to be bigger than a little Facebook profile. It can't be just a YouTube video. It has to be so searingly, searingly uh, powerful that it captures people at their the level of the soul and makes them say, I want to be that. I want to be part of that. That can happen, but it has to happen by intention and by design and perhaps realizing that we are derealized, that we are becoming depersonalized as a nation is a step in that direction, a step toward turning it around. What can you do? What can we do? Well, I always end at the beginning, in a sense, if each of us did it for ourselves, that would be a big step forward too. Because if you can become the person you were meant to be from all time, it's going to be tough to dislodge you from that identity. And if part of who you are is somebody who loves freedom and human rights and the notion of making what you can of yourself in an environment where it's possible, like a country like America, then it's going to be very hard to have you sit idly by while people dissolve this country into nothingness. So in a sense, you could work just on yourself and you'd be working on this country and preventing its depersonalization. But there's a bigger stage as well. There's a bigger reality, and that is to embrace the great things about our culture and own them and feel part of them and study them and speak about them in order to not abandon them and thereby abandon the great legacy, history, and future of the country that can be part of each of ours history and future. Thanks for joining another edition of Pain to Power, the ultimate podcast. Why? Because we don't settle for these uncertain times making us uncertain people. Pain to Power is meant to make you stronger and stronger as an individual. You want to get even stronger? Visit www.pain-power.com. Pain2power.com, but it's the number two, not the letters. Uh, Don't forget the hyphens, pain-2-power.com. Or email me if you want to work with me directly as a life coach, one-to-one. We'll do it together. Email me at info at keithablo.com or call 978-462-1125. And the lovely Tiffany will book your appointment. Thanks so much. Talk to you again real soon.